0: alert for a little girl in Saskatchewan has been expanded into... We were sitting outside, we heard him shooting. He's now facing 15 charges. In eight of Canada's 13 provinces and territories, crime is up.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelley. And welcome to a new episode of True North Crime. It's 2019.
0: I know. And what do we do on the show, Rachel?
1: Uh, we talk about Canadian true crime and law sometimes. Ah, there you go. <laughs> sometimes 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 law
0: yeah and uh what do you ha- wh- how are you doing 2019 hey eh? jesus it's almost almost already a month into it
1: i know we took <laughs> quite a longer break than expected uh just you know reasons <laughs> um yeah. so far so good i'd say i have shoveled so much friggin snow this year um, it's quite astounding, actually. The snowbanks are piled up higher than I am tall, mm-hmm. which makes it a bit of a challenge.
0: <laughs> well, it's also not very hard to be that because you're only like five foot two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I am not very tall to begin with.
0: <laughs> so let's let's just bring those banks down a little bit in our imagination.
1: <laughs> but they're ba- they're long, right? They extend the length of the driveway. That's a lot of snow.
0: <laughs> it is a lot of snow. Here we don't have well here we had rain all day today.
1: Ugh, gross.
0: Yeah. And we have um an international ski event on this weekend. So it's yeah. gonna be busy. so yeah. And uh my 2019 is going. It's uh it's been full-fledged. Um, full-fledged? <laughs> yeah, full fledged. Uh full fledged? Yes. Full throttle. Full throttle. Um I have been busy with my other businesses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh oh, i've been doing a business plan i've been doing other podcasts i've been just running around uh, taking care of my mom (laughs) so just 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 one thing another and then ski coaching on the side of course course. Mm -hmm. so busy well that's good busy Busy
1: is good good.
0: Hmm. right sometimes (laughs) i mean idle hands are the devil's playground but this is a little much (laughs)
1: calm down eventually i I think i've been
0: off more than i can chew for a little while but i'm Uh gonna be gonna be full 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 throttle for a while (laughs) and as we and as full gas i guess would be it i don't know um and (laughs) that's that's something
1: else that's a different (laughs) issue
0: Uh, that too um yeah it's just yeah it's been nuts so
1: yeah Mm -hmm. all right should we talk some crime
0: no, no, okay. I'd rather just sit here with awkward silence and pretend that my life is more exciting than it is.
1: Perfect. <laughs> That's what we're here for.
0: All right, let's talk about some creeps.
1: All right. So this is the story of Peter Ford. Peter Ford grew up outside Peterborough, Ontario, which is, well, I wouldn't call it a small town, but. No, it's pretty big. Big enough, I suppose.
0: It's got a it's got a school, like a university.
1: It does. Trent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> that's about all I can tell you about. Oh, it also has like the world's largest lift lock, apparently. The tallest lock.
0: Yep, I understand what that means. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have exhausted my knowledge of Peterborough. <laughs> all
0: right. I have I have been there.
1: Yeah. Me too. That's yeah. but all <laughs> I can <laughs> say.
0: All right, so tell us what happened in Peterborough. (laughs) So
1: this guy, Peter Ford, grew up there. Not a great childhood. He was bullied for being smart and also a little overweight. Uh, But after graduating high school, he moved to Toronto and set up his own IT support business. So into computers from an early age. Um, Maybe a little bit of, like, inherited facility there because his... I think his grandfather and his father were both tinkerers with electronics and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he had quite the aptitude for computers. As soon enough, he was making some pretty good money, and he was quite generous with it. For instance, he would throw himself a birthday party, inviting people up for dinner, and then he would pay for the whole thing himself.
0: Oh, well, I should go with this guy. Well. But not like go Maybe out. not. <laughs> just, maybe like just go to dinner with all his buddies.
1: Yeah. Maybe not go home later we'll get there all right right. so (laughs) uh, he was also quite generous with his time and with his compliments most of my pretty much all the information actually comes from a toronto life magazine article and the author of the article recalls meeting peter ford uh and he spoke with her pretty much all night long and later on, when he asked her if he would speak with someone that he knew, and she agreed, he praised her for being so wonderful to just, like, no. make this connection. Uh, he was... What's that?
0: That's quite creepy. Someone's like, oh my god, like, yeah, I'll go speak to this person. Oh my god, you're so brave. You're so this. Like, that's gonna... You know someone's, like, over...
1: Well, that was just his manner. Nobody was ever really creeped out by it, necessarily.
0: Okay, so it wasn't to that extreme, then?
1: No, just, like... Um, that's the word I'm looking for effusive with his praise
0: alright
1: his uh, generosity of spirit was maybe linked to a desire to direct the people around him he took pleasure in introducing his friends to new ideas and pushing them in new directions even if it wasn't necessarily a direction they wanted to go in Mm -hmm. um When the author first met him, she liked him immediately. He could connect with anybody, uh, and she describes him as eccentric, confident, curious, sweet, and a little shy. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so Ford's living and working in Toronto, and by 2010, he co-founded two projects, which had met with some success, uh, enough for him to buy a townhouse at Queen and Spadina.
0: Ooh, that would be worth like $8 million. Right I know,
1: right? <laughs> so, for people that don't know Toronto, Queen and Spadina is right downtown. And it is outrageously expensive to buy in Toronto, even to rent, actually. I That's
0: it's... like a hop, skip, and a jump to Electric Circus, my friend. <laughs>
1: That's a uh, good old EC. Oh, mm. man. Queen and John.
0: Mm. Uh, <laughs> That's a reference that no one's going <laughs> to get. Nobody's going to understand
1: that. Okay. <laughs> things were looking good in his professional life. His romantic life was less well-off. He struggled with romantic relationships and often chased after women who'd already shown no interest in him other than just being friends. Mm -hmm. So he'd buy them gifts. He would sometimes show up at events he knew they were attending. Uh, He'd let them crash on his couch. He'd even uh rent them a room on the cheap if they needed a place to stay for a while. Mm -hmm. Ford's pursuits, which is what his friends called them, would go on for years and they often ended badly. So like not in violence or anything like that, but he, Ford, would be completely crushed. He once refused to attend a friend's wedding because she was marrying somebody who wasn't him. Wow. So like really spiteful
0: that's that's extreme
1: right and kind of petty Yep. like what did you think was gonna happen dude you're chasing well, after women well, who clearly don't have an interest in you and like you're just setting yourself up for a failure which i don't know might be what he wants who knows
0: <clears throat> well i mean yes well people I know people who kind of like, like living in misery all the time and set yeah. themselves up for failure all the time. Maybe he's that guy.
1: Maybe he is. Yeah. Um, despite Ford's, despite Ford's inability to find a girlfriend, <clears throat> excuse me, he was popular with women platonically. And he was like a big feminist too, like really championed women. Generally, his female friends were of a type. Slim, blonde, smart, and a little vulnerable.
0: Could you imagine getting into a room and you'd be like, "Oh, you're his friend," and then it's like all clones, I know, slightly different <laughs> one another, and all, all the, the same, same build and hair and everything, and be like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Get me out! Little, of yeah, right.
1: <laughs> um, a, here we go. A lot of his friends were physically or psychologically abused, oh, and nice. Ford was a safe and supportive male friend. For these Aww.
0: women. He was in the friend zone. He was t-
1: like perpetually, terminally, I'd say in the friend zone.
0: <laughs> terminally. That's a terrible way to put it. <laughs> in
1: 2013, an angel investor gave Ford enough money so he could start, um, what eventually was, came to be a company called It's Me 3D. Uh, initially this company began life, uh, as a business that made 3D models of pets, which Ah, can be printed out.
0: That's actually not a bad idea. People will be all over that shit these days.
1: Well, here's the thing, though. The animals wouldn't sit still long enough for the cameras. Oh. I bet now the
0: technology's improved, probably, that it would be better. Uh,
1: So instead, Ford and his investor turned to 3D modeling of people uh, with the goal of creating uh, VR avatars. Or models to print. Uh, But I think largely it was VR stuff. Ford opened an office on Queen West, not far from the townhouse. Oh. Uh, and in a couple of years the company was doing fairly well. Mm-hmm. So that's all going great. Meanwhile, this like rotation of roommates are traipsing through his house. Ford once bragged that fifty-four people had lived in his
0: home. That's not something I brag about. Why? I not,
1: <laughs> not yeah, not bragworthy. His roommates were often women and often younger than he Mm -hmm. in late 2015 ford met a 23 year old woman excuse me that the author calls annika um there is a publication ban on her name so that's why she's named annika okay ford at the time was in his late 30s they talked for like maybe five minutes Um, And some months later, he returned to the salad bar where she'd worked, which is where they had met, and he gave her his card. Annika, it turns out, had been recently dumped. Ford had a room to rent. You can guess where this is going. Yep. Uh, Around that same time, Ford also met, I'm making air quotes, Emily. Mm -hmm. Emily was leaving a bad relationship and she needed a place to crash. She told him she could afford to pay $800 a month. Which is a rate, like, so far below what a room in downtown Toronto would cost. And he's like, yeah, that's fine, $800. Where, like, I don't know, you'd pay at least twice that.
0: For, for just a room? I <clears throat> guess room so. A a
1: townhouse, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Go <laughs> on.
1: Um, so the, the three of them, Ford, Annika, and Emily, they lived together in the townhouse. And for a while, everything was going great. And they actually grew quite close. No romantic developments, just good friendships. Mm -hmm. By the summer of 2017, Ford's business, It's Me 3D, was out of cash. Ford laid off all of his staff except for the co-founder and a coder, who we will call Ben. Mm -hmm. His name is never mentioned in the article. Ben had been the company's first paid employee. So he was kept on and everybody else was let go. In August 2017, Ben's laptop was overheating. So he had to look through the computer uh, and discovered he was able to access some of Ford's personal files. The company had a cloud-based backup program. Mm. Um, and Ford had said that the privacy settings would keep their files separate, but it seems not separate enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, for I guess, Ben like kind of found this little back door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So specifically, Ben was able to access a folder marked pictures. Ben did what anybody would do. Of course, he clicked on it. Yeah, exactly. Be like, ooh, (laughs) yeah. Which I've done that also. Uh, I clicked on a picture marked folders. Or sorry, a folder marked pictures. And that's how I wound up with all those photos of Elijah Wood.
0: Oh yeah. No, I had Yeah, that was a weird one. You're gonna have to explain that story at some point.
1: Uh I can explain it now, I suppose.
0: (laughs) Yes. This is a good story. This
1: is a good story. I wasn't working I spent a lot of time in the computer lab um when I was at U of T. And it's just this tiny little room and the computers are available to anybody in the department. And normally when you work in the lab, you bring your own work, like on a flash drive. And You don't leave anything on the C drive on the computer. And I was taking a break from work and I'm like, "Eh, let's just see if anybody actually left anything (laughs) on the C drive. And eventually I found a pictures folder and I opened it and it was all these photos of Elijah Wood, but not photos taken from the internet. These are from a camera that he had used. So it's like photos that him and his friends had taken of themselves Mm-hmm. So like selfies or like at a bar and then like making fun of someone in the bar. It was mm. I don't know where they came from. I copied them all
0: <laughs> and I
1: still have them somewhere.
0: Do you really? Yes. You should. Uh, you should. Ha- we should definitely um, tag Elijah Wood in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. See if he wants his photos hey, back man, so I we got can all identify these his friend you from
1: like ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, and we shouldn't we shouldn't say like, hey, Elijah Wood, we want to meet you because I mean that'd be fun, but it's not necessary. We'd be like, we want to meet your friend. Like, what? <laughs> you guys
1: look like you're having a really good really time. Really good time. This
0: guy is like probably living in Toronto, and you're not. So like, let's 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 look up at this dude. Let's see what's going on. Seems just like he knows his stuff.
1: It's just so weird to find these photos on a random computer in the Near Middle Eastern Civilizations department, like. What? Yep. there were also a bunch of photos that have been downloaded from the internet um, of Orlando Bloom and it was pictures of him and another woman but someone had photoshopped a banana over the <laughs> woman
0: <laughs> so, so, so weird like was this like a Lord of the Rings thing or like what I, I have no idea what this is about
1: I, I have those too so, well,
0: maybe anyway. I'll share them. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: okay, so back to Ben. Um, ben clicks on the pictures folder, and inside are a ton of other folders, like 150 more folders. Mm-hmm. Each one labeled with a different woman's first and last name. One of those names was Ben's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, he clicks on that. And inside the folder were nude selfies of this woman. And Ben had seen them, but he had no idea how Ford had gotten a hold of them. So he looked through some more folders, um, and many of them had photos pulled from social media. So like Facebook and Instagram, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So Ford likely used a program that automatically downloaded the photos as soon as they were posted.
0: Right, and then I put them in the... I put the them in the... Yeah. ...folders, yeah, okay.
1: Other pictures were a little less innocuous. There were upskirt shots, crotch shots, and nudes of these women. And then Ben found a video of Emily, the roommate, taking a shower. Hmm. Uh, and this just kind of ups the creepy factor. There is audio in the video, and it's Ford oh. laughing. Oh, yeah, so gross. All in all, Ford had created and curated a wealth of photos of his friends and roommates. Some of the shower videos were taken with like a snake camera that he slid under the bathroom door, right? And these crotch shots were taken with his phone under the table, so like they'd be out for coffee,
0: right? And he'd, and he'd have just, his phone yeah. under the
1: table. Oh, it's disgusting.
0: Oh, that, that is God. gross.
1: Um, Ben didn't know what to do. He felt that he was indebted to Ford for his job because Ford wasn't drawing a salary so that he could keep Ben on the payroll.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he didn't do anything, but he kept monitoring the the pictures folder and Ford kept adding to it. Finally, in March 2018, Ben confided in the one other employee at It's Me3D, this the co founder. Um, and the co founder was unequivocal they had to go to, to the police. So they transferred all the photos onto a USB and they brought it to the cops. Um, So, of course, though, the cops kind of spring into action and they get a search warrant for the townhouse. Mm-hmm. And when they arrive, only Emily is at home and she stood by as the cops pretty much ransacked the place. Mm-hmm. They found two snake cameras, cameras hidden in these long, long, cables that look like internet cables that were strung along the wall and a pair of sunglasses with a camera hidden inside oh nice annika she wasn't at work on or sorry she was at work the day of the raid and she was called down to 14 division which is a police station Mm -hmm. there a detective asked her to look at some pictures or like photos on a computer and all of these photos were of annika Some were taken at the it's me 3d offices and she consented to those pictures or knew that they were being taken. Mm -hmm. Um, Others were downloaded from social media, which uh, you don't really have control over.
0: No, Uh, social media is just personal public broadcasting.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then there was a shower vote video of her. After the interview, Annika said, I was scared and confused. I left the interview and didn't really know where to go. I couldn't go home. Uh, Ford was picked up later that night and he was taken down to the police station where he was charged with seven counts of voyeurism. The following morning, a judge refused to release him on his own recognizance, worried that he'd delete the evidence against him. Mm -hmm. He spent five days in jail before he was granted bail. Um, and on condition of his bail, he couldn't possess any camera equipment, which I think includes a phone.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe, or maybe he went back to like an old version, like a like a dumb phone, like an edge or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it
1: turns out most of the other women in the pictures folder were his longtime friends. Um, and of course all of these women were notified and it took some time. And some of his victims admit to having nightmares and panic attacks. They say they don't know who to trust, so they don't trust anyone. Like, this has ruined lives. Oh,
0: that's terrible. Yeah. Um, oh, at- yeah, because, I mean, like, you you have this expectation that you're, like, able to chill out and have a private space. But then, like, if that happens to you once, you're like, when is it ever going to happen again? Or it's like it's a serious violation of, of privacy, of anything you want to do. Absolutely
1: it is. So, like, I can understand the sort of paranoia that can set in afterwards mm-hmm. so at the time of writing of this article in toronto life Annika and emily were still living in the townhouse Ooh. so i guess sort of technically ford's father is their landlord
0: but he's okay. never
1: tried to collect any rent so essentially they're living in this place rent-free
0: wow that's pretty awesome um and so they're sort of they
1: were hosting parties Taking photos of their friends in the bathroom in this effort to kind of reclaim the space mm-hmm. and make it safe and comfortable for them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, f- and I look this up, Ford is currently awaiting trial. There hasn't really been any movement mm-hmm. on this. This is a pretty recent, uh, thing. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, and that's the story of the Queen Street voyeur, Peter wow. Ford. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, so voyeur- voyeurism in Canada is pretty new. It's like in the 2000s, they realized that basically they had to keep up with technology um, and privacy. Yeah. Right? So there's two elements to the voyeurism law in Canada. One is you have to have a sexual purpose and you have to have a reasonable expectation of privacy.
1: Yeah, because so, voyeurism specifically has a sexual component. Yes. As opposed to just, I don't know being a weirdo just (laughs) stares at people all day
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so you have to have that sexual purpose like it like you gratify like a gratification from it usually Mm -hmm. but um that's the purpose of it but you have to have the expectation of privacy as well so uh when you're a voyeur and you're like for instance if I'm staring at your boobs right because you got a nice rack thank you no problem. That's, it's not really, you don't have really have an expectation of privacy. If we're just kind of like standing in front of you, looking at your tits, you're going to be like, eyes up, jackass. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so, um, so that's not really a reasonable expectation of privacy. However, if you are in a change room, you're expected to have that space and to be private. Yes and therefore if i am looking at you without your consent because that is another element of this there has to be consent mm-hmm. or should i say there has to be no consent in this regard um then then i am definitely on the verge of voyeurism
1: like if you put a camera in the change room so you can yeah look or at if my i have a people
0: yeah like if i have a people or something like that like porkies voyeurism very <laughs>
1: Yeah. Exclamation. the case
0: <laughs> of breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and those are really the, the two elements of voyeurism that you really need. You need the sexual purpose and an expectation of privacy. This can be pretty tricky, though, sometimes because you have to prove that there is a sexual pur- purpose and an expectation of privacy. So, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're somewhere. And say you're like in the woods or something and you think that you're in a private place, but you're in a public place. Like what, what says that is voyeurism? Do you know what I mean? Like it's you have to have um, kind of an understanding that the space that you're in is a safe space.
1: Well, I feel like there also might be sort of a, like a covert component to the looking. So like there is this
0: case of well, it's non-consensual and non-consensual usually means that the person is covert it's not like someone's non-consentingly looking at you right in front of your face yeah
1: well well there was this case of this um teacher and this went all the way to the um ontario supreme court and i th- I think we'll go to the canadian supreme court so it's something to keep an eye on this teacher was recording women's breasts with a pen that he had that could record video and um there's this big debate as to whether or not this is voyeurism because he was recording these women surreptitiously, but he's doing it at school. Yes. And the ruling was that it's not voyeurism because there's no expectation of privacy, no privacy at, at school. Yeah, it's and disgusting so- and he's a creep, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's he's interacting with these women while he's recording their boobs so i think that's sort of that's the clincher there if as we say like these girls were in the change room and he had a people through which he was recording their boobs then yeah. yes that would i think that would account for voyeurism but because mm-hmm. he's standing there talking to them in the hallway and he has this recording yeah pen, and
0: that's it, yeah. yeah and that's what i'm saying like the expectation of privacy is sometimes harder to prove than you would think
1: yeah but so this covert thing i'm is sort of what I'm driving at, because he's kind of like in a public space,
0: but still covertly recording. Yes. but
1: he's co- he's covertly recording, but there's no expectation of privacy mm. in this public space. Yeah. But if it were, yeah.
0: And I mean, like, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the judge's ruling on that, also because there's no, there's no consent either to be recorded.
1: Well, this is the other issue. Ontario is a single party consent province. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, don't know, I know what that. that has to do for video recording, but for audio recording, you don't, if you're having a conversation with someone, yep. you don't need their consent to record that conversation. As long as it's you're it. participating in it, you cannot yep. record a third party's conversation that you're but not But you can part record of. your
0: own conversation. But you can
1: record your own conversations without the other person knowing about it. Yep. Um, so I mean, I guess that holds true for the video recording as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so it's a, like, it is... Like it's disgusting and it's reprehensible, but there's no recourse for these women who probably rightly so feel victimized. Well,
0: I would by be, this creep. I, mean, I would be I would be livid. Absolutely yeah. livid.
1: Like at the very least, he should be fired. Cause that is so fucking unprofessional.
0: Yeah, you think that there's a few ethics laws that Right, and depending recommend?
1: how old these girls are, yeah. could it be considered child pornography?
0: Yep, yeah, no, that's true. Well, mm, they're clothed. Pornography has to be naked.
1: Does it have to be nude? Yeah. Okay. Well. But it's still disgusting.
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So anyway, so that's what that's what I have for voyeurism really.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like the two elements and it's it's way more complicated than you would expect. Um, because proving again the whole public versus private expectation of privacy. That's very, can be very difficult. And also to prove that the person was doing it for a sexual purpose is another element as well. So, well, there
1: was, there was a Twitter account called Canada creep.
0: I know. And yeah, I remember that. And
1: so, and this guy did get charged with voyeurism because he was taking upskirt shots and posting them on Twitter. Yep. Um, and he had like 16,000 followers or something like that and and nobody complained about it for a long time. And finally, someone's like, what the shit? (laughs) This is disgusting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And so his account was suspended and he was successfully charged. charged.
0: Yeah. He was doing things for like toilet cams and all that stuff. I remember that. Yes. So gross. Anyway. yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else on that one?
1: Um, not on voyeurism, but I do have a really stupid crime for you.
0: Okay. Here's and I have a really stupid I law for you.
1: about it. <laughs> okay. So this happened in Belgium.
0: Oh, my favorite fucking country.
1: <laughs> I thought Italy was your favorite fucking country. Or is it no, tied? No, I, I,
0: lo- I like it. I like Italy. I just refuse to date Italian men anymore.
1: Oh, right. Yes. And you don't like Venice.
0: No, I'm not a big fan of it.
1: <laughs> We've been over that one.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. So in Belgium, this guy is working at a vape store.
0: Oh, sounds promising already. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: so, yeah, e cigarette shop. Yeah, vape store.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and like this group of people came in like a half dozen wannabe armed robbers showed up mid-afternoon at this dude's store. Obvi- like, to rob the place. yeah. Duh. And he told them to come back later because he <laughs> would have more cash at the end of the day. <laughs> so they're very obliging robbers. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. all right, fine. We'll come back later on. So they show up at like 5.30 in the afternoon. And he's like... Come back at 6.30. (laughs) And, like, he calls the police. And the police, like, you know, they kind of don't want to believe him. But I guess he called them again anyway. So the robbers leave and they come back again at 6.30. And there are some plainclothes officers there. Yeah. Ready to arrest them.
0: (laughs) Which is what happened. Well, you know, at least the robbers had a sense of etiquette.
1: I suppose, right? But just, Mm -hmm. like... Come on, guys. How dumb could you be? Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, Belgium. Maybe one was speaking French and the other was speaking Flemish. Maybe. Bit of a communication breakdown there. It says here they're
1: being called the worst robbers in Belgium.
0: <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> um, Rachel, have you ever been in a place that had a garage? Yeah. Have you ever been in a place that has painted their garage door?
1: mm mm-hmm probably don't know if i pay attention to that kind of thing i don't know
0: have you ever been in canada ontario yes i have oh <laughs> do you see any purple garage doors in canada ontario honestly i don't know <laughs> again not something i pay attention to well i i bet you haven't because it's against the law <laughs> <laughs> to paint your garage door purple yeah in canada yeah <laughs> I don't know. That's such a stupid law. We're specifically purple. <laughs> that is the point of this segment. It is supposed to be stupid. <laughs> oh
1: my God. I wonder what happened for that well, I guess it's a bylaw to be mm-hmm. written and passed.
0: Like it's an MS dot com article. Oh my so. god.
1: Wow. Yep. That's pretty funny.
0: Yep. Also wow.
1: very stupid. <laughs> Good to know. Not that I ever plan on moving to Canada, but if I do ever end living, I end up living out there, I'll know not to paint my garage door purple.
0: Maybe you should do it like mauve, <laughs> <laughs> like push push the it's boundaries,
1: not purple, this like just on the no edge broom. of a purple.
0: <laughs> like is it purple or is it blue? I'm not quite sure.
1: The paint chip says sunset.
0: <laughs> exactly
1: clearly not purple
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it wonderful uh
1: um, right. so yeah i've it short and sweet
0: yeah i guess it is so well, you know hopefully we'll have some longer more intense ones coming up but
1: we're, just, we're easing into it we're easing into this new year mm-hmm. um I don't know where I'm going with that. All right. We're just easing into it. We're just easing into, <laughs> just that's easing a, into it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Um, we're happy to be here. We're happy we're back and we're happy you're still with us.
0: Oh, I wow, have way to sell it.
1: <laughs> what? That wasn't uh, insincere.
0: All, all all customer service. Uh, <laughs> of
1: course.
0: Absolutely. All right. All right.
1: Um, I don't know. Anything you want to add? No. All right. <laughs> Rachel, I've been Shelly, and yeah, try to stay safe out there.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, just don't don't paint your shit purple. I don't even know what that means.